Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Celebrate, my friend, as much as you can. We got to stick together. I tell you, that's the only plan. Celebrate, my friend, as much as you can. Nothing lasts forever, so why not pretend for a while? Pretend for a while. Pretend. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Adam Markham, and I'm joined in the virtual so check by the one, the only, Johnny the Greek. Johnny, how are you doing this evening? Outstanding, my friend. How are you? What's happening? Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. Just enjoying this uh, this excellent game between the Broncos and the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Six to nine yeah. right now. Very nice. Um, my, my boy, Josie Jewell, he has left this game with a knee injury, so... Um, I am uh, I'm pretty bummed out about that. That's someone that uh if you've been following along to the IDP show this year, you know that I've been very high on. So the knee injury being rolled out with the knee injury pretty quickly, that's never a good sign. Um so hoping for the best there, but yeah, real really no other reason to stay tuned into this game uh now, Johnny. Josie Jewel is about the only IDP relevant piece I had going. I had Kenny Moore. He's he's been pretty solid tonight. What about you? Do you have anybody going in this game? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I had Hines, who exited after two plays. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, I got some Josie Jewel as well. You know, more of the same. It's been a painful start to the season, but, um, you know, I'm going to hang in there and uh, hang around. I'm tough to kill. So, Yeah, I had a I had a, uh, a roster that had Naheem Hines plugged into the lineup at, like, seven o'clock tonight so that was cool that was very cool i was like you know i had someone that was out with injury i think it was Tua. um so i, I and i didn't have like a lot of quarterback depth um but yeah i plugged in naheem hines because he was like projected time like yeah he's obviously going to get a lot of work with jonathan taylor and yeah two snaps and he's out so uh that is fantasy football thank you fantasy gods for that but yeah folks we have a lot to get into this this week um we're going to just fire fire off and, and get get rolling. So um, before we get into it, I just kind of want to touch on some some cool little things that I uh, I looked up in the in one of my MFL leagues for the IDP Invitational. One of my favorite things. I'm not in a lot of MFL leagues, um, but one of my favorite things about MFL is they have a very cool tool where it's. You can see what teams have allowed the most and fewest fantasy points at each position. So um, we're just going to run through these real quick before we get going on on the preview. So allowing the most points to linebackers this year, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Eagles, the Bengals, the Titans, 
allowing the fewest points to linebackers this year, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Bears, the Ravens, the Giants, allowing the most points to safeties, the Jets, the Packers, the Eagles, the Giants, the Dolphins, allowing the fewest points to safeties, the Vikings, the Jags, the Commanders, the Bucks, the Titans, uh, allowing the most points to defensive ends, Commanders, Rams, Colts, Giants, and Bengals. Um, so a lot of teams with really bad quarterbacks and offensive lines. Duh. Uh, allowing the fewest points to defensive ends, the Bucks, the Cowboys, which is surprising, uh, Chiefs, Raiders, Cardinals. And that's that's really the, the only ones we need to focus on. But just wanted to run a, run through those those teams, those top teams and the and the worst teams. Um and before before we get started, one more note. When I'm talking O line, I'm gonna be using PFF's offensive line pass blocking efficiency ratings. This rating measures pressure allowed on a per snap basis with weighting towards sack allowed. So let's get into it. A London game. Johnny, did uh, were you on Twitter this week crying about Alvin Kamara? <laughs> no, I set an alarm because I'm not an idiot and it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really bad look. I feel like um, I don't know with the uh, these these generations coming up. I feel like they're gonna try and weasel their way into getting something to combat that <laughs> stuff, you know? Because they, uh, I don't know, they're just they're just not built like us. They're not. Uh, I don't know. They don't make them like they used to, Johnny. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, dude, I'm. I- um, you know me. I've got an alarm set for every every time inactives are announced on Sunday. Uh, I know exactly when the inactives come out. So I, I've got alarm set for that. Thursday, Sunday, Monday, always. I don't miss them. I'll wake up for it. I, winning is more important than uh, me missing 10 minutes of sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, people that don't live in America, they this is what they deal with every single week. So shut the hell up and figure it out, you know? Um, but anyway, yeah, that was unfortunate to see people saying things, <laughs> saying things like, uh, let's try and have like, a, I don't know, like an alternate, someone, a, su- a substitute, you know, like we do in P- and like we do in our all 22 league. Uh, but no, folks, we're not going to do that. Um, so, the Giants versus the Packers. This is uh, this will be a, probably not a fun one. I mean, I guess at least we get Saquon Barkley. Um, Packers are favored by eight over under a forty one. Giants are twenty fifth in pass blocking efficiency with forty one pressures and fourteen sacks allowed on one hundred and forty three pass attempts. So they have given up fourteen sacks on the year. That is the most in the NFL. I'm sorry, the sixth most in the NFL. Um, Green Bay is 12th in pass blocking efficiency with 32 pressures and nine sacks allowed on 144 pass snaps. So we're starting, obviously, Rashawn Gary. He's currently the DL4 in in big three scoring. He's averaging 20.6 points per game. He has 16 pressures. That's 10th most in the NFL. 87.6 PFF grade. So... A must start every week. One of the you know one of the premier talents in the league, Devondre Campbell. He's starting to heat up. He's averaging twelve a game. That's thirty second among linebackers. Sixty two point one PFF grade. Kenny Clark, solid DT one and DT required leagues, like a DL three four and sleeper. 
Uh, Quay Walker, he's played 77% of the snaps this year, so we'd love to see that. Just averaging 10 points per game, that's 46 best among linebackers. 49.1 PFF grade. Fine LB3 in deeper leagues. Preston Smith, extremely inconsistent, but this could be a, a boom game with the great matchup. Uh, what about corners? Do you, you like any corners here in this matchup, Johnny? Uh, yeah, and the Giants uh, a little bit. Yeah, Dory Jackson should be fine if Julian Love can play, which he did practice this week. Um, I would definitely start him just because he's a like insane cheat code. Um, only in those leagues where he's uh, you know, cornerback safety designation. Um, but in general, I'm kind of shying away from this one for overall corner streams if it's not a Dory Jackson. Okay, so some other Giants that we we're interested in this week. Julian Love suffered a concussion week four, so Landon Collins reunites with his former team. Johnny, are you interested in Landon Collins anywhere? No, probably not. It's not the same Landon Collins it was, uh, you know, all those years ago. And, you know, once again, uh, Love was practicing this week. I don't think anything's going to change there. It's not, it's not like the Giants are swirling the toilet yet. They will be, but, you know, not yet. So I, I don't foresee um, Collins, like, stealing that role or anything. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, the linebackers are awful there in New York. Um, and the defensive backs are banged up. So, I mean, maybe he has an opportunity. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm not expecting much from, from Landon Collins. Worth a, worth an ad if you're in deep, you know, deep leagues. Um, Tay Crowder still grading terribly for PFF. Currently a 35.5 overall PFF grade. But he is coming off a big week, and he's a fine LB3-4. Jihad Ward is actually leading this team in fantasy points, uh, scored with 48, so he's averaging 12 a game. Still have a hard time trusting him because he has seen his snaps fall every week. He started out with 88%, 91%, 66%, and then 60%. So that speaks a little bit to the line getting healthier. Um, it, but if he sticks around 60%, he's, he's still a fine, you know, DE3, 4, DL4 for you. Um, Xavier McKinney has been a big disappointment to start this year. He's playing all the snaps and is grading fine at 62.6, but the usage isn't really ideal. He's playing 54% of his snaps at free safety, um, but that has bumped up to 63% over the last two weeks uh, with Julian Love playing more in the box. So don't do anything silly despite the slow start. I think there's still plenty of time for him to turn it around. Also, obviously, Kayvon uh, Thibodeau, we were expecting, you know, he could have a big, big game any week. So make sure he's not out there on any waiver wires. Um, Aziz Ojolari, he's someone that's been kind of slow. Am I missing anyone, Johnny? No, I think you got the uh, the big guys here. That pretty much covers everyone. Yeah, we're not going to get too deep in the weeds and try and predict a lot of, you know, someone's out with injury we're not going to be telling you to go plug in who's their backup you know like last week a lot of people did that with like juju um juju hughes at detroit detroit just completely you know went another direction so it's hard to you know there's a lot of risk involved with that stuff um next game we got on the docket is steelers you, uh, you want me to take this one yeah go ahead go for it steelers versus the bills Yep, Steelers versus Bills. Bills are favored by 14, and rightfully so. Steelers stink. Over under a 46.5. Pittsburgh is 26th in offensive plays with 58.5 per game. Bills are 7th in offensive plays with 68.8. Pittsburgh is number one in offensive line pass blocking efficiency, allowing just 18 QB pressures and 8 sacks on 143 pass snaps. 
Buffalo is 15th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 47 pressures and eight sacks on 194 pass snaps. Which Steelers are we starting? Alex Highsmith? Yep, definitely. DL4 and big three scoring. Uh, especially on those sleeper leagues where you get him as an actual DL. Uh, he's averaging 22.9 points per game, has a 74.1 PFF grade. Uh, Minka, 26, uh, excuse me, 21.6 points per game. That's second among DBs. He's a little boomer bust, but uh, yeah, you can't really say no to him. He could win the week for you. Uh, Miles Jackson solid as a linebacker with 14.3 points per game, and Kame Hayward is averaging 10.3. But as a defensive tackle, he's worth his weight in gold. Any other Steelers you're considering this week? No, I don't think so. I mean, Devin Bush, pretty much dead to us at this point. <laughs> uh, Terrell Edmonds, I guess you can do worse than Terrell Edmonds, but uh, not really. Any cornerback options? You interested in corner play in this in this one? Yeah, in this one, sure. Yeah, for the for the Steelers, uh, Cameron Sutton. Um, I mean, they're all kinds of beat up in the secondary. If if Akello Witherspoon's healthy, sure. Uh, Cameron Sutton, absolutely. Um, Levi Wallace just got hurt again in practice, of all things. So it's more trying to find out who are the corners for the Steelers and then starting them. But uh, I'd be interested. As for the reverse, though, I, I don't think uh, small hands is going to complete enough passes for any of the corners and on the Bills uh, for me to be interested. <laughs> He, um, I guess he looked a little better than Mitch. Not that that's saying anything at all, but I guess he looked a little better than Mitch. I was, a little, I was impressed with how he kind of stood in the pocket and wasn't afraid to deliver throws and stuff. Mitch can kind of like hold on the ball a little too much, but yeah, he, he ran two in, I think, right? Yeah, 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 and he's, you know, I like his confidence. He seems to, he seems to be kind of swaggy. I like that. But yeah, uh, yeah does, are the are the Steelers going to miss the playoffs this year? Yeah, probably. AFC is too loaded. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- those are your Steelers options. Just pay attention because Hayward got dinged a little bit last week and uh, Minka did as well. Although Hayward's been practicing, Minka has not. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, for the Bills, Jordan Poyer, 21.7 points per game. That's awesome. Although that's all front loaded with interceptions. He's had five. I think. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's not sustainable. You know, uh, Definitely a trap. Keep that in mind, uh, especially against a team like the Steelers that aren't going to throw like 40 times a game. So I wouldn't count on it. Although you can't, you know, you can't sit them, especially in deeper leagues. Uh, Greg Russo, 17.7 points per game with four sacks in the year. Man, he's been awesome. Can't say no to that. Uh, Matt Milano, 16.1 points per game. Nice and steady. Von Miller, 14.2, three sacks on the year. That's beautiful. Tremaine Edmonds looking better this year, 13.4 points per game. He's questionable this week, though. And Ed Oliver's been out since week one with that ankle injury, but he may be coming back soon. What do you think on the Bills here? Yeah, I mean, you got to – those are the studs. Those are the ones you're starting. I'm not really interested in really anything outside of those guys. You know, I mean, we like Boogie Basham. We like Epinesa, but they're just not going to get the snaps uh, or have the role. But maybe they will, you know. Maybe they will this week. Actually, with it, it could be over quickly, and we could see a <laughs> we could see a pretty balanced snap share, you know, f- across this line, like like we saw week one with uh, when they played the Rams, and I think we saw week two as well. But you know, when we see closer games, we're going to see Von Miller, Rousseau. They're going to dominate the snaps. But the weeks yeah. where that shouldn't be much of an issue, I, we will probably see Boogie Basham and, and Epines a little more. 
Yeah, I'm with you, man. That's definitely possible. Yep. All right, so moving on, we got the Falcons versus the Bucks. The two and two Falcons, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. People want yeah. people want Arthur Smith fired because he's not getting Kyle Pitts involved. Uh, it's it's insane, man. But you know, I I only thank God bit into the Kyle hip, uh, Pitts hype in like two leagues, not more. Thank thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of opportunity to really get him. I got him in one league, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not great right now. But it's gonna be fine. Which is just these tight ends take a little while to to break out. But you know, I think they get him, themselves a, a legit quarterback in there. Uh, he'll be fine. Anyway, back to IDP. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, Atlanta is twenty fifth in place per game with fifty nine. Uh, Tampa Bay is 19th in place per game with 61.3. Atlanta ranks fourth in pass-blocking efficiency, allowing 21 pressures and seven sacks on 114 pass snaps. Tampa Bay ranks fifth in pass-blocking efficiency, allowing 32 pressures and seven sacks on 162 pass snaps. So for the Falcons, you know, the big question looming over, over this team right now is Deion Jones. When is he returning? Which it doesn't seem like it's going to be this week. Yeah. Uh, but when he does, what does that look like? Do you? What's your opinion on on this Deion Jones situation, Johnny? I think he stays on IR till he gets traded before the trade deadline. Everything I've read says that's what's going to happen. Okay, well that's fantastic news for Michael Walker uh, and Rashawn Evans because that would have been that would have been a weird situation for IDP. I think oh, one. Yeah. Of, I mean. One of those guys would have definitely lost lost snaps to to Dion, but that's good if they if he did, and they that's that makes a lot of sense if that's what's going to happen because they did restructure his contract to where it's not going to be much for teams trying to if they want to acquire him. So hope that happens. Any any uh, where would you want to see him go anywhere in particular? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, there, there are definitely teams that are going to be beat up and need guys, you know, playoff caliber teams. Um, so I don't know. He just needs to get out of there, though, because it's like, uh, you know, we could use another good linebacker somewhere. That's for sure. Always, always. The um, Denver Broncos may be calling yeah. Atlanta if Josie Jules go. out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So for the Falcons, Michael Walker, seventeen point eight points per game this year. He's been great. Grady Jarrett, surprisingly, um, he's been really good too. After a few down years, fifteen point seven points per game. Love to see that for Grady Jarrett. Richie Grant. Also love to see this after letting us down last year. 13.3 points per game to start. Making a lot of big plays for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashawn Evans, 13.1 points per game. Lorenzo Carter has been a nice little surprise. He's a fine little DL, three or four type for you. Uh, then A.J. Terrell, he's been a little down this year, but he'll have his he'll have his monster games. 10.1 points per game this year. Anyone else on Atlanta that you're uh, you're thinking about or interested in, Johnny? No, no, it's 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 cool to see a pass rusher there for the first time in a long time, and yeah, Terrell will be fine. And I would bet you anything, this is a really great week for him. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, this should uh, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot on Atlanta, I'd say. So yep, oh yeah. For, for the Bucks, obviously Devin White, twenty two point eight points per game Ooh. this year. Mike Edwards also absolutely balling, eighteen point seven points per game. Jamel Dean's looking like the best cornerback. 13.5 points per game. Shaq Barrett, a little slow to start, 12.5 points per game. Uh, same with Devontae David, 12.3. Antoine Winfield, 11.6, always a, a solid safety start. 
Uh, Carlton Davis, 11.4. Logan Ryan, he left week four with a foot injury, and he has yet to practice this week. So uh, he's not really been what we thought this year anyway, thanks to Mike Edwards. Uh, but anyway, it's just a little note if you you know maybe have been using him as like a DB4 or something like that. Yeah, and Davis had a stinger. That That's what killed his points per game here because he, he had three solid weeks and then got – like th- that stinger injury immediately into that game last week. And that took him out. Um, but he, he's been practicing this week, so he'll be back. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll grab bears Vikings here. So your Vikings three and one, what's going on there? You, I mean, this is uh must be a new feeling for you. Yeah, it's going well. It's going good. I mean, you know, we had that Eagles beat down. Um, and the games have been, pretty close for the most part. And the opponents haven't been the hardest, you know. Um, I mean, it was, what, Detroit and the Saints. Uh, week one was the Packers, so that was a nice win. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we haven't really been tested yet. But it's a great start. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a positive start. Everyone's still healthy for the for the most part. So, um, yeah, it's exciting times. I mean, I think they, you know, as far as the NFC goes, they're one of the better teams. I don't think they're going to make I don't think they're going to make too much noise in the postseason, but they're a fun team to watch right now. Yeah, no, it's a nice change of pace, definitely. So uh, they're favored by seven this week, uh, you know, against the Bears over under 44. Uh, Bears rank 31st in plays per game with 54.8. That's because they can't complete a pass. I looked this up the other day. Uh, Fields has completed 36, I think, passes total in four games. Wow. That's it. (laughs) That's That's sad. Dude, it's brutal. It's brutal. Oh, Jesus. And the Vikings rank 15th in offensive plays per game with 63.5. Much better offense. Bears rank 32nd in pass blocking efficiency, according to PFF, allowing 37 pressures and 16 sacks <laughs> on 100 pass snaps. Woo. The Vikings rank 24th. 48 pressures and seven sacks on 165 pass snaps. So for the Bears, it's the obvious guys. It's Roquan Smith. It's Eddie's Skid Marks Jackson. Uh, Roquan's at 18.5 points per game. He's everything that has been advertised. Jackson having a bit of a comeback year this year, uh, despite only playing 71% of his snaps at, despite playing 71% of his snaps at free safety, he's still averaging seven and a half tackles per game. And he's still getting those big plays that, you know, we kind of, counted on and relied on back in the day when he was a good option. So, uh, you know, re- uh, blast from the past for Eddie Jackson a little bit this year so far. Uh, Brisker has been excellent. Um, you know, 11.3 points per game for a rookie, 66% of his snaps in the sweet spot. That's awesome. We'll take it. Uh, Justin Jones, 11 points per game. Travis Gibson, 9.8. Kyler Gordon at corner. Great week for him this week, by the way, with Justin Jefferson and company in town. 9.4 points per game and Nicholas Morrow 8.9 points per game any other bears you're interested in no not really not a lot of not a lot of uh not a lot of juice there on that squad yeah even Eddie Jackson feels like that's gonna you know that rug's gonna be pulled out from underneath us oh a hundred percent hundred percent I I still don't trust it it's been I've got teams where it's been four weeks of him putting up on godly numbers and I still won't do it (laughs) Yep, because you know as soon as you do. (laughs) It's over, right. (laughs) Yep. Uh, uh, All right, so for the Vikings, we got 
Jordan Hicks, the uh, vampire eating our Eric's Kendrick's points, uh, 17.4 points per game. Zadarius Smith, 13.7, and he still landed a sack last week, only playing 40% of snaps because he's beat up. So that, that dude's a warrior, man. He's awesome. Uh, Harrison Smith, uh, the hitman, 13.3 points per game. He's an auto start. Cameron Dantzler at corner, although I wouldn't do it this week, not against the Bears passing attack, uh, 12.3 points per game. You know, it's like, which one of those six completed passes were you hoping to get an interception on, you know? Um, uh, Eric Hendricks, 11.3 points per game. Patrick P., Patrick Peterson looking good, 10.9. DJ Wanham looking good, 10.6. Hunter, the only real disappointment, 8.7, and he's still healthy. What's going on there? Yeah, just a slow start, but you yeah. know, you know what it is, folks. Don't don't bench him. We saw, you know, we saw this with Demarcus Lawrence too. He yeah, and he, very and he slow three. start, and then he hits and, three. Right, Hunter's gonna have one of those weeks, and it's he's due for it soon. He, you know, he knows it. I don't think it's a case of him being washed or anything like that. Just just Ooh. let him uh, let him figure. You know, he's had some time off. He's got to he's got to get his feet under him and, and and all that stuff too. So yeah, he'll be fine. I'm I'm not I'm not too worried yet. Um, but it is nice to see DJ Wanham be a kind of an option for you and DL, you know, if you're in deep DL leagues, you can start him as like a DL four. He's, he's fine. Cause the snaps are not that bad for him either. He's getting between like 40 to 50%, which we can, we can run with that next game. Texans versus the Jaguars. Jags are favored by seven over under a 43 Texans rank 24th in place per game with 59.3. Jags rank 16th in plays per game with 62.5. Texans are 19th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 36 pressures, 11 sacks on 154 pass snaps. Uh, the Jags rank 6, allowing 30 pressures and only 6 sacks on 143 pass snaps. So for the Texans, their leader, their points per game leader right now is Jalen Petre, averaging 17.3 points per game. Of course, that is a little inflated off of that 40-burger he put up, <laughs> I think in, what, week three or whatever. But anyway, you love to see you love to see that from the young fella. This was a guy that was drafted early in the second round. So uh, Jerry Hughes, 16.7 points per game. He's been very boomer bust. He's had two monster weeks, two really down weeks. But that's that's what he's going to do. I mean, it's just nice seeing him out there and being productive and, and really being very productive on a points-per-game basis. I mean, that's that's a... That's a top 15 number right there. Uh, Rasheem Green, he's also been pretty solid, 15.3 points per game. Jonathan Owens, 13.4 points per game, racking up tackles. I think he's I think he's definitely up there in, among the leaders uh, in the league in tackles. Um, yeah. Chris, Christian Kirksey, 12.5 points per game. 12.5 uh, points per game. Desmond King, another good option, 12.5 points per game. Derek Stingley, 11.3. And then Camu Grugier-Hill, he's averaging 11.1. He hasn't really had uh, he hasn't really had good weeks ever since his 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 opening week where he had, like, how many tackles? He, well, he had, he had 18 tackles. 18 tackles that opening week, and then he's yeah. been pretty quiet. But he'll, he'll, he'll bounce back. He'll have monster yeah. weeks. Yeah, he's playing enough, and he's a warm body at linebacker and on a team that sucks. That's That's great. We'll take it. Yep, absolutely. We're obviously, you know, anxious to see Christian Harris at some point, but maybe they have plans for him and next year, uh, or they'll just they'll start to work him in once the season starts winding down. 
Uh, moving over to the Jags, Devin Lloyd, what a baller. 19.2 points per game this year. Love to see it. He is, uh, I, th- I think he's my LB1, man, in Dynasty. Yeah, I could see it. Dude, he's he's got he's the real deal, man. He's he's awesome. Even uh known rookie hater Gary the Tipster likes him. Like that says something right there. That's high praise right there. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's I mean, he's delivering. He's um he seems like he's that next he's that next guy, you know, that's just gonna just, just gonna be in the top five for the next ten years probably. So um Josh Allen having a great year, eighteen point six points per game. Uh, Foye Luakun, another nice year, 16.9 points per game. Andre Sisko, like to see this, 13.6 points per game, had himself a nice little pick six last week. Yeah. Um, just out there making plays, making things happen. Rashawn Jenkins, he's playing well too, 12.6 points per game. He's getting a lot of the box snaps, uh, so great usage for him. Trayvon Walker, he's kind of cooled off a little bit, 11.1 points per game, but you know, it's, it's we love seeing the stats. We love we love that he ha- he has been productive. Um, for a guy that seems like you know, all the talk was he's going to be a project. Just it's nice to see him out there. Nice to see him produce. And nice to see that Jaguars defense just yeah. looking good. They're young too. Well, except for you know, there, there are a couple older guys on the line, but they're young, like across the board and at corner too. Like that that whole team, if they actually become good, they could be good for a long time. Yeah. Do you think that they win the AFC uh, South? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, who else is? I mean, the Titans, They, I know they stink, but with King Henry and, you know, just getting a little traction, I, I think they could make a run at it. But it certainly does look like the Jags right now, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so, too. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Titans, they could get hot, but. Jags look good, man. Trevor Lawrence looks like the real deal. Um, it's nice to see. It's it's the league's more fun when Jacksonville's good. Yeah, absolutely. Only other guy I would add here is Tyson Campbell in the right matchups. This is not the right matchup. Yep. Okay. Give us the Dolphins versus the Jets. All right. Moving on to Dolphins Jets. So this one is Dolphins favored by three, even with Bridgewater at the helm against the Cougar Lover. Over under of forty five point five. Jets are third in offensive plays per game with seventy two point three. That's kind of surprising. That's cool though. Uh, Miami ranks 29th in offensive plays per game with fifty six point eight. That feels about right. Uh, Jets rank thirtieth in pass blocking efficiency, allowing seventy pressures on two hundred and six pass snaps. Uh, so might be a good week for that Dolphins pass rush. Uh, Dolphins rank 12th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing only 35 pressures on 149 pass snaps. So for the Dolphins, we got Javon Holland, 15.1 points per game, tied for 11th among all DBs. He's great. The problem is you either get a lot of something or you get a lot of nothing. So it's a coin flip. Uh, Melvin Ingram, 13.9 points per game. Man, he's been great. Old man Ingram, 57% of snaps per week, looking good. Brandon Jones, he's been up, he's been down with the snaps, with the production. Eric Rose kind of taking some of his time sometimes, so it's tough to trust him, but he does have 12.1 points per game, and he's capable of monster weeks. You just got to time it right. Uh, Jerome Baker, 10.2 points per game. We know what we get out of him each week. 
Christian Wilkins, 8.5, much better if he's a defensive tackle in those DT-specific leagues. Xavier Howard, 7.9. He's been injured, so that's been eaten away his playing time a little bit. But uh, if the matchup is correct, there's not many better corner streams than Xavier Howard. Uh, Jalen Phillips, 70% of defensive snaps per week, 67.0 PFF grade, landed his first sack last week, starting to look real good. You guys might have been right on that one. Uh, and Emmanuel Agba, 69% of snaps, the playing time's there, but only 7.1 points per game, and he's seriously cooled down after week one. Any other Dolphins you're interested in or we're missing? Nope, don't think so. The Melvin Ingram stuff, man, what about that? It's wild, right? Like he he looks like the old Ingram with uh, Bosa on the other side on the Chargers days. He really does. I mean, those are those are good snaps for him too. I mean, if he's going to keep getting those, I mean, he's a fine DL three for you, I think. So, yep. um, yeah, Jalen Phillips. The, the the tough matchups are kind of out of the way. He's getting some he's getting some some juicy ones uh, coming up here, and definitely one this week. So, yeah, we could see him getting. Maybe he pops off this week. Emmanuel Ogba, hopefully he's going to get it going a little more. But, you know, both those guys, they're they're slow to start, but uh, don't do anything stupid. Don't drop them. Um, best is yet to come, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you look at defensive line production, just go back and look at last year, some of our favorite guys from last year. It's not a straight line. It's it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. And even if they start slow, like people were seriously freaked out about Buckner last year. Uh, there are a couple other guys that people were just so worried about, and they ended up with the same numbers they always get at the end of the year. It it averages out. It's going to happen. We just got to let it happen. Uh, okay, so on the Jets, C.J. Mosley, leading, leading producer, 13.8 points per game. He's rock solid as usual. Bit of a surprise with number two, LaMarcus Joyner, safety, uh, 13.5 points per game. He has had two picks in a 33-point uh, performance last week, so that's bumped his average up a little bit. But he's been solid. I think he's had three out of four weeks that have been pretty good so far, so a little surprising safety option for you. Uh, Quinton Williams, having a bit of a bounce back, which is great to see. 12.9 points per game. Quincy Williams, doubtful again this week, so it's another Quan Alexander week. He was in for 92% of snaps last week. He did not light up the box score, but we've seen him light up the box score before, and he'll be playing plenty, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, for the corners, we got Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, 9.8 and 9.6 points per game, respectively. Uh, this is a fine, decent matchup for them. I'd feel better about it if it was a healthy Tua, but uh, deeper leagues, these guys look good this week. Jordan Whitehead, 9.2 points per game. He's looking good. Carl Lawson, 8.7, playing 58% of snaps. He's had 11 pressures, one and a half sacks on the year. And Jermaine Johnson recorded another sack but the snaps still aren't there for us to rely on yet. What else you got, Jets? No, we got them all. It's, we haven't been able to use anyone on that, on that uh, front yet. You know, no one's really stood out. No one's really been that productive. Um, Carl Lawson, slow to start. So, yeah, that's, that's been unfortunate. But, um, no, I think we got them all there. So, moving on to the tight ones versus the commanders. The tight ones are favored by 2.5, over under 42.5. Washington is 28th in pass blocking efficiency, giving up 55 pressures and a league leading 17 sacks on 198 attempts. Um, the commanders are 27th. No, I'm sorry. The 
tight ones are 27th in pass rush efficiency, allowing 37 QB pressures and seven sacks. So both of these offensive lines, not good. Um, on the tight one side, Rashad Weaver, he's averaging 14.8 points per game with four sacks through his first four weeks. Very nice to see that. Um, Nico Autry, he had a monster week last week. He's averaging 13.1 points per game. Um, he has three sacks on the year. Jeffrey Simmons, very boom bust, been a little slow lately, averaging 12 points per game, but he is someone that should never, ever leave your lineup. Um, Kevin Byer, 10.8 points per game. David Long, 9.4 points per game, 68.1 PFF grade. Slow start to the year stat-wise, but very confident he will turn it around. He is playing 95% of the snaps this year. Um, what corners are we focused on in Tennessee, Johnny? Oh, Roger McCreary, that's who. Dude has been unreal, and I know the rookie corner rule doesn't exist. It's not real, but it does for this guy. Seriously. Uh, He's been incredible, and I don't care, you know, if they're picking on him or whatever it is. He's been awesome, even in less than ideal matchups. So I love this guy. Uh, I don't know if Washington can produce enough pass offense to, like, make it great again this week, but he's been rock solid. Look at his numbers. He's putting up, like, nine, ten tackles a week the last three weeks. Yep. Yeah, I love that call, man. And you know, this will—I feel like this will be kind of like a a sloppy back and forth game. It could be, it could be a weird high scoring one. So yeah, I mean, I, I I like that call. I think that the corners could be very good. Christian Fulton—he's averaging eleven game, eleven per game this year. So he's another solid option, I think. Joe Schobert—he's back. Any? Uh, oh God, in, yeah. Any Schobert right. interest? Yeah, I mean, he played, what, 30-something percent of snaps, and uh, what was it, Dylan Cole played 50-something, so yeah. it's like the, they kind of split that uh, roll down the middle, or, you know, somewhat down the middle, the the, the Cunningham roll. Um, I don't know. I got to see another week, but, uh, yeah, not really. How about you? Yeah. No, thanks. Probably <laughs> not. I don't... Uh... Maybe if there's like three more injuries or something, maybe he becomes relevant. But yeah, I wouldn't count on any Joe Schobert being relevant, folks. Um, for Washington, gosh, this team has been kind of a bummer this year. All the all the uh, all the sexiness is in the defensive tackles. Deron Payne averaging sixteen point six points per game. Jonathan Allen averaging sixteen and a half points per game. Uh, Jamin Davis, he's averaging twelve a game. Cameron Curl averaging ten a game. Cole Holcomb, he's been a bit of a bummer to, to start the year, 9.3 points per game, but he's fine. He's out there. He's getting the, the majority of the snaps. Um, he'll, his, his big weeks will come, I think. Montez Sweat, he's been really down, 7.3 oh. points per game to start. Yeah. Uh, and then some some of the other options at corner, William Jackson, 9.8. Kendall Fuller, 9.7. Anyone else you like there on, on Washington? We got Chase Young, hopefully due back at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we covered most of the guys there. Even Kendall Fuller's been a little down this year, but I still trust him to be fine uh, overall. Yep. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Derek Forrest hasn't really... Um, I thought that maybe he could take over the Bobby McCain role, and they're still getting him out there and playing him a little bit, but it's like 33% of the snaps, so it'll take another injury for us to be able to use Derek Forrest again, I'm afraid, unless yep. Bobby McCain just completely falls out of favor. So, um, All right, Johnny. Definitely possible. So we got Lions versus Pats. Pats are favored by three, even with maybe uh, Zappy Zap making the start this week, which is kind of wild. But uh, 
hey, it is what it is, over under 46.5. The Detroit offensive line ranks 23rd in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 46 pressures and 5 sacks on 159 pass snaps. Pat's offensive line, 21st in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 31 pressures and 9 sacks on 136 pass snaps. For the Lions, Alex Anzalone, the lead producer, 15.8 points per game. Malkin Rodriguez, uh, Rodrigo, right behind him, 14.7 points per game. Aiden Hutchinson, 11.8, but a lot of that was that monster three-sack week he had. Uh, he's been quiet beyond that. Amani Awarie at corner, pretty good option. Jeff Akuda as well, 9.7 for Akuda. Charles Harris, the LBDL combo, 10.4 points per game. Deshaun Elliott, the safety, 9.9 points per game. And the other safety slot, you don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole because it was Juju Hughes until he blew a coverage against your Vikings and let up that last-second touchdown. And they benched him for that and put in Kirby Joseph, who did the same exact thing a week later uh, with Noah Fant on him. So now they've both done it. So now I have no idea who the hell they're going to start. <laughs> yeah, don't get cute, folks. <laughs> That's what happens when you get cute. So yeah. uh, any, any other lines? Nope, I don't think so. Nice to see Jeff Okuda being, you know, relevant, and seemingly he's he's a pretty good corner. Yeah, he's been healthy. He's been looking good. Yeah, like like seeing that Lions team be okay and fun, you know. Yeah, they're fun. We'll give them that. Yep, I'm actually hey. seeing. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing them play the Giants uh, in November. Oh boy, that's a fun game right there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not, but we've got uh, like five rows up, uh, just like to the left of the 50-yard line. Um, the dude from Statement Games hooked us up. Actually, though, that'll actually be probably be pretty good. I mean, you got DeAndre Swift, hopefully at that point, versus uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. That, that, that could be good. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's a free game. I just got to drive down there. We're, t- we're tailgating. It's, uh, you know, parking yeah. pass tickets, the whole nine. Like, uh, it's it perks perks of uh, being in the biz for a while. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah, I can't beat that. Um, before we move on from the Lions, did you see the the uh, the the Twitter poll today for that? It was like a trade Twitter poll. Oh, it was, I did. Yeah, Malcolm Rodriguez or Darius Leonard. Right. So the poll results uh, results. There was a lot of votes on this poll. It was like I don't know over three hundred. But man, the results were really surprising. It was it was like Darius Leonard sixty five percent, Malcolm Rodriguez thirty five percent. Yeah, I voted for Malcolm Rodriguez. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I allowed to swear here? Uh, yeah, of course. No, no f bombs, right? So yeah, I, I called uh, Darius Leonard a useless piece of shit in uh, in my podcast yesterday because he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He has been. I mean, he has been, I guess, for for a while. He, he's he's going to miss games. I mean, that's just, you know, he's going to miss a handful of games every year. Yeah, Hopefully. And you, and you, you got to take him rounds plural before any other linebacker to, to put up with this crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. But we're talking just like a, a trade, though, in Dynasty. You would still take Malcolm Rodriguez? Oh, I mean, as a trade. I don't know. It, That's it, what the poll was. It was a trade. It was it was someone offered it, someone offered I, Malcolm Rodriguez for Darius Leonard. Yeah, I don't know. Well, right now that's the the value. No, but but if I'm drafting a startup right now, I'm taking Malcolm Rodriguez easily. 
Of course, of course. Just because you don't have to spend, uh, you know, the he, Leonard's going to be a around seven or eight pick for you. Yeah. He was. He's probably going to fall a little bit now. I think the people are bummed out on him. I think for the most part. I mean, you, you just said it, and the and the results also kind of said it. I mean, people are worried and kind of scared of Darius Leonard. He does have a history of concussions, but this guy's just been unlucky to start the year. Uh, he's still Darius Leonard. He's far too proven. Um, just be patient, folks. He's worth the risk, in my in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just getting cranky in my old age. Like, uh, you know, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely seen his value drop, no doubt about it. But uh, but it's a good time to buy. I think I think that the perception. Uh, the perceived value is lower than it's ever been on Darius Leonard. And he's, he's still just 27, 28. So, I mean, he could be very good for another four or five years. Uh, that's true. And the, the buy window is certainly open. That's for sure. Right. And I mean, if he's injury prone until he's not, you know, I think that some of the stuff he's been dealing with has just been, uh, luck. And I think he's been unlucky. So, um, the concussion stuff, like I mentioned to someone on Twitter today, I don't try and play that game where I try and predict like, oh, is they've had too many concussions. I did that with Brandon Cooks, you know, early on in his career, and he's been fine. He's been totally fine. He's he's been healthy the past two three years. hasn't had anything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to try and guess the future injury history of Darius Leonard, but I think it's a great time to get out there and send some offers in Dynasty. Yeah, and the concussion thing can backfire on you too. Because remember, Devonte Adams had all those problems, and we thought we were, he was like one away from being retired at like twenty something, and that was years ago, and he's been fine. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, okay, moving on to the Patriots. Dietrich Wise, top scorer. Uh, kind of weird, right? Uh, older guy jumps up to 80-something percent of snaps every week out of left field. Like, makes no sense at all. But here it is, uh, 16.1 points per game. Uh, Matt Judon, also 16.1 points per game. I trust that exponentially more. Um, he's great. Uh, Jonathan Jones, uh, corner, 11.2. Jawan Bentley, 9.4. Although, you know, he could play 100% of snaps or two snaps. You never know. Uh, Adrian Phillips, 7.5. And Kyle Duggar, 7.1. He just came back this week, only played, I think it was 58% of snaps. Like, man, man, that's not good. Yeah, they've been a bummer, man. They've been a a big bummer. You know, we haven't, I mean, (laughs) there's been no one at all you can really use outside of Matt Judon. Um, we at least thought that maybe Kyle Duggar, and then that's I guess that's injury a lot of that, but still I don't and, feel I don't and, feel and Barmore too, Bar Barmore yeah. no, nothing Godshow Godshow was even a dude you could rely on as like a DT three four in those crazy deep leagues last year he's disappeared too like there's no one <laughs> yeah but everyone knows this you you can't be no one was seriously counting on the the Patriots this year outside of outside of Judon and Duggar so I mean. We all know the story with them to say in our first rodeo, this is just what to expect for the Pats. And it's again, just reinforces why we stay away from that team. Yeah, true. Yep. All right. So the chargers versus the Browns, the chargers are favored by only three. I thought they would get a little more love, but uh, they are on the road. So over under 47 and a half chargers. O line ranks 18th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 45 pressures on 173 pass snaps. 
They have only allowed four sacks on the year. That is fewest in the NFL. The Browns offensive line ranks eighth in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 28 pressures and five sacks on 139 pass snaps. For the Chargers, Khalil Mack, love to see him back to top form, 19.9 points per game. Derwin James had another great year, 15.1 points per game. Drew Tranquil, love to see this, 13.9 points per game. Do we actually have a linebacker that we can trust in, uh, in L.A., Johnny? 100% 100% of snaps last week, and it's been trending upward the last three weeks, so we're there. He's he's where he needs to be, and he's producing. I'm I'm all about it, yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. Uh, Bryce Callahan, 12.3 points per game. Asante Samuel, 11 points per game. Sebastian Joseph Day, starting to heat up, 9.2 points per game. And then Nasir Adderley, 8.2 points per game. Um, what's the status on J.C. Jackson? Is he back? Is he closer turning? Yeah, yeah, he's good. He played last week. He just didn't do much. Um, they didn't have a you know super great matchup last week anyway, uh, streaming corner wise. But yeah, he is back. I don't know if this is the greatest matchup for him. And it's one of those things. Have I don't know the few games he's played this year. He hasn't done much. And it's like there's this recurring theme where great cornerbacks from the Patriots leave the Patriots and are no longer great cornerbacks. Hmm. You notice that? Yeah, you're right. It's 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 happening here at in real time, and it looks like I mean Jonathan Jones is pretty productive this year for the for the Pats. So maybe that's their new uh, is that going to be their next guy? You think? Yeah, it could be. Although they had this new guy that replaced uh, Jalen Mills last week. Um, he's technically a corner. I don't know. He might have been playing safety or something, but uh, he blew up. He had a forty point week at corner in most leagues. Um, wow. Inclu- Oh yeah, it was insane. It's like it's it's like Jack Jones or something. Uh, never heard of the guy, uh, but just massive week. That, that's just the Patriots for you. Like they've always had guys that were great corners there, and then they leave, and they're not great corners anymore. Mm-hmm. So so that might have happened here. But man, J.C. Jackson was so good. Like how does that talent disappear? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. It's just he's just been dealing with injuries. He's probably still not fully healthy. You know. I, when you get when you're injured to start the year, you you probably don't recover. It ain't gonna really get better when you're out there, uh, getting thrown around or trying to keep up with grown men, you know. Um, yeah, he's got good matchups coming too. Like that's you know that there there's some good passing teams in that division and in the AFC in general. So yeah, yeah, that's just a tough way to start your your career there in, in LA. Um, Browns. Miles Garrett, thank the Lord that dude didn't get hurt. Flipped mm. his damn vehicle like multiple times. Um, did you did you see how many speeding tickets he's had since 2017? Oh, so it's a problem. Oh, it's a problem. He's had six, and a couple of them were like 120, 125 miles per hour. Um, you know, reckless driving type deal. Uh, this is like a trend with him. Well, let's hope that he's learned his lesson now. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's ever flipped it before. I think we would have heard of that before now. Right. So hopefully he, uh, this was a good wake up call, but thank God, man, it wasn't like a Tiger Woods situation. I mentioned uh, that on the IDP show, but man, like easily could have yep. messed up his leg, messed up something for life, could have died. I mean, that's, that's, uh, uh, that's just, that's just could have been so much worse. So thank God there. Um, he's averaging 18.2 points per game for us this year. Clowney, also been really good. I know he's missed a few weeks, but he's averaging 15.2 points per game. Still not practicing. 
Um, but we, we'll be waiting on him to return. Mm-hmm. Denzel Ward, 12.5 points per game. John Johnson's been surprisingly pretty good this year, averaging 12 a game. Yeah. Um, JOK, 10.9 points per game, so not not really uh, what you want to see. Probably not paying off for where you had to draft that guy. Uh, Grant Delpit, 10.5 points per game. Jacob Phillips, 9 points per game, but expect that to start increasing because he played 100% of the snaps, even more than JOK, and he was wearing the dot. So that's good news right there. That's a that's a LB2, LB3 potentially for you the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I mean, I, I think – so JOK played like 80% last week. I, th- I think he's probably going to play more than that. I think they were just easing him back in a little bit. Um, I hope true. so anyway because, geez, man, we paid a lot for that guy, so <laughs> – Yep, he was expensive. He was someone that you had to pretty much spend a top 12 linebacker pick on. Um, But, yeah, good for Jacob Phillips. I mean, you hate that it had to come at the expense of Anthony Walker, who was underrated and solid in his own right. But uh, who we got next, Johnny? All right, we got the Seahawks and the Saints. So the Saints are favored by five and a half. Why? I I don't know. But uh, Vegas knows something we don't. Uh, over under 46, Seattle's offensive line is 29th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 43 pressures, six sacks on 142 pass snaps. Saints O-line is third, only allowing 27 pressures, 13 sacks on 157 pass snaps. I might have reversed that or something because uh, that doesn't make sense, but that's okay. Those are the numbers. There you go. Uh, Uchenna Nuosu, 16.5 points per game. That's kind of surprising as the Seahawks leader in IDP points, but uh, good stuff there. Tariq Woolen, corner, 13.8 points per game. Cody Barton, linebacker, who saw a drastic reduction in snaps last week, 13.2 points per game. Jordan Brooks, 12.4. Daryl Taylor, 7.6 on the defensive line. Quandre Diggs, 7.4 points per game. And Josh Jones, the uh, Jamal Adams replacement, 6.5. Any thoughts on the Seahawks? The safety situation's been a bummer. I mean, you were oh, hoping yeah. that maybe Josh Jones would give you a little more than, than what he's been doing. You know, great opportunity for him. But, man, um, yeah, there's just there's no... If you had Jamal Adams, you uh, you're probably pretty screwed. It's a uh, it's a shame. I had I have a, a decent amount of Josh Jones shares because I had Jamal Adams in a few spots, but yeah, he's probably going to be getting dropped. But the usage is great. Yeah. Yep. And then um, yeah, Uchenna. Yeah, man, mm. looking good. Yeah, love to see that. He's one of my favorite players, man. He's and he's getting tons of snaps. You know, there that's was always the narrative that they're. Uh, they love to rotate there, man. Uchina has been a, a workhorse for them. Yeah, so that's looked good. Over on the Saints, the usual suspects. Demario Davis, 15.2 points per game. Rock solid. Love that guy. Pete Werner, maintaining that good high 80s snap count each week. 80% snap count. 14.3 points per game. Looking great. Cam Jordan, old man strength. 11.6 points per game. Looking good. Marcus May, he's been out with injury, and uh, he's uh, got some legal issues, too. 9.7 points per game, uh, still limited at practice as of Wednesday. Honey Badger, looking decent, 9.0 points per game. Marcus Davenport, though, 3.6. What the heck? Yeah, that has been surprising. Um, But I... I don't think you – I'm sure he's dropped. I'm sure he's dropped in most most redraft leagues at this point. 
I think he's a nice guy to maybe acquire at this time. If you're if you're struggling, if you're dealing with injuries, if you get banged up in the coming weeks, that's someone that I'd look to to bounce back. You you know what he is in those redraft leagues. We got all these bye weeks coming, and in those deeper redraft leagues, if I can get uh you know uh, Davenport for a bye week, yeah, I'll roll those dice absolutely. Yeah, for sure. He's he's a great he's a great upside play. And he's gonna he's gonna have good games. He did. although he did, I mean, the guy did have a tough offseason. The guy did get a portion of his pinky finger removed. Uh he had shoulder surgery. So, you know, hopefully hopefully that's not the cause for the slow starter. Hopefully it didn't affect him more than we you know than we know. But um I think he's a fine buy low right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so 49ers versus the Panthers. 49ers are favored by 6.5 in this one, over under 38.5. 49ers O-line is ranked 7th in pass blocking efficiency, giving up 26 pressures and 7 sacks. The Panthers O-line is ranked 20th, giving up 33 pressures and 11 sacks on 137 pass snaps. For the 49ers, Nick Bosa, the Number one score in points per game with 25.1. Just absolute monster. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga, another potential monster, man. 20 points per game. Looking like, looking like Palomalu out there. I know, you know, the hair, that's probably, uh, that's, that's probably a, uh, you know, too easy of a comparison because of the hair. But I mean, the guy is back there making plays, time and snaps, like, Looking good, dude. Looking really freaking good. Um, Traverius Ward, 13.1 points per game. He's a great corner option. He's still lingering out there in a lot of on a lot of waivers. I, I see Traverius Ward all the time on waivers, so he's someone that should be rostered. Um, Dre Greenlaw, 12.6 points per game. He's getting 100% of the snaps. Love to see that. Um, Samson Ebucam, he's been okay. He's been He's averaging 11.8 points per game this year. Uh, and he's been kind of heating up lately. Emmanuel Mosley, he's averaging 9.3 points per game. And then, of course, the disappointing Fred Warner, 7.6 points per game. He did. He was on the cusp of some humongous plays last week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot of competition there for tackles. And he is he's the, he's the guy that defenses are going to shy away from. But, I mean, now that you've got Talanoa there, and he's, a, he's an effective tackler, and he's – He's playing in the box a lot. It's just someone else that's soaking up tackles and, and getting getting them away from Fred Warner. So, yeah, I mean, Fred Warner's like, he's at best an LB2, probably prefer him as an LB3. I'm actually benching Fred Warner in a, in a lot of leagues where I'm really deep, man. I got a league where I have like I have like Josie Jewell, Devondre Campbell, Demario Davis, Matt Milano. Fred Warner's on the bench, you know. At some point you just got to realize like what someone is. Um and we've talked about this on the IDP show. I love Fred Warner for Dynasty. I think he's going to age very well. I think he's going to have like a late career like Kendricks, Levante David, just be a, a, a much better tackler um, in IDP. Um, but until then, it's going to be it's going to be a struggle. So um, for the Panthers, Frankie Louvu, twenty point two points per game. Good lord. You got you any Luvu shares, Johnny? No, I I don't, and I don't really plan on it. To be honest with you, I don't, I still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I understand, but uh, 
damn, 20.2. I think that is like third best in the among linebackers right now. So uh, that's that's wild. Brian Burns, 15.4 points per game. So he's having a solid year. Jeremy Chen, 10.3, but he is headed to the IR. Yeah. Um, JC Horn, he's averaging 10.1 points per game. Xavier Woods is averaging 8.8, but he is questionable with a hamstring. Shaq Thompson, 8.6 points per game. And uh, playing second fiddle to Frankie Louvu. I think he's getting around like 80% of the yep. snaps. That is um, correct. So uh, anyone else there, Johnny, that you're interested in on the panel? Uh, Gross Matos looking like a big old bum. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, those are the guys. It's nice to see J.C. Horn back healthy, looking pretty good. Um, it looks like, uh, who is it, Miles Hartsfield? It might be the chin replacement. Uh, I don't know, though. I, I would wait a week and make sure on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. There's a Juju Hughes situation, guys. Just stay away from that. You have better options. If you don't, reach out to me or Johnny, and we'll, we'll, look, through your, uh, we'll look through your waiver wires. There you go. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, things look uh, on the IDP side look decent for uh, the Panthers. The rest of the team is a dumpster fire. Uh, Okay. Uh, Eagles Cardinals. So the Eagles are favored by five and a half over under a 49. Might be in for a bit of a shootout here. Arizona's averaging the most plays per game on offense, so 73 per game. Philly's fifth in plays per game was 71.3. That points towards a shootout already. Philly O-Rang, uh, O-Line excuse me, ranks second in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 22 pressures and nine sacks on 151 pass snaps. Arizona O-Line ranks eighth, uh, allowing 43 pressures and seven sacks on 193 pass snaps. Eagles, TJ Edwards leading the way, 18.1 points per game, just a rock-solid three-down linebacker. Hassan Reddick was kind of in the dumpster, but had a much better week last week, so he's up to 16.9 points per game now. Josh Sweat looking great, 15.3. Brandon Graham looking good, 13.7. That's three pass rushers already. Uh, James Bradbury, excellent streaming corner option, 12.2 points per game. This is a great week to start him, too, against the Cardinals. Uh, Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle, 12 points per game. Kazir White, decent LB3-4 in deeper leagues, 10 points per game. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, okay at 6.8, but his value is he's designated a corner in a lot of places, and he's actually 100% of snap safety, and that's always a good thing. And Avante Maddox got dinged up last week and is not practicing, uh, so that's what we got for injuries. Anything else in the Eagles? Nope. Don't believe so. All right, moving over to the Cardinals. J.J. Watt leading the way, 13.4 points per game. Zach Allen right behind him at 13 even. Jalen Thompson, 12.8, looking like a continuation of last year there. Our long-haired efficient king, Dennis Gardeck, 12.1 points per game. That's verbatim. Uh, Zavin, 9.9, looking pretty good. Buddha, 9.9, looking pretty good. Marcus Golden, bit of a letdown, 5.3. And Isaiah Simmons is dead to us with 3.7. Yep. Pour one out for Isaiah Simmons. Uh, pour one up for Dennis Gardag, man. <laughs> Let's get him more snaps, Arizona. Come on. Come on. Love that guy, man. He is a, a ball of energy. <laughs> he stuffs the stat sheet. He ain't, They don't let him get out there much, man. But when he's out there, he's making stuff happen. He's fun to watch, so... Um, yeah, the, uh, the Cardinals, man, that's a, that's a crappy team. That's a pretty crappy team. Zayvon Collins, not really 
not really being as productive as we want. You know, we're not seeing the big plays from him. Maybe that changes, but um, yeah, it's uh, not a lot to work with there in, in Arizona yet. Yeah, kind of, kind of vanilla. Yep. All right, so Cowboys versus the Rams. Rams are favored by five and a half over under a forty three. The Rams rank 31st in pass blocking efficiency. They're allowing 59 QB pressures on 170 pass attempts. Dallas ranks 14th in pass blocking efficiency. They're allowing 34 pressures on 139 pass rush attempts. Uh, For the Cowboys, obviously Micah Parsons. Donovan Wilson, he's averaging 18.1 points per game. But J. Ron Curse was a full participant this week. So does this mean the end of Donovan Wilson, Johnny? Not according to him. Did you see what he tweeted the other day? No. What did he say? He tweeted a picture of a three-headed monster. Oh, wow. The implications were clear. Yeah, so Hooker, Donovan Wilson, and Jaron Curse. That's what he's referencing, I guess, right? That's what he's referencing. I mean, we'll we'll see if it actually happens. But, um, I mean, man, you can't deny it. When he gets a chance, he, he, he produces, you know? Yeah, man, he makes plays. He did this when he had a chance. I don't know if he had a chance last year, but there was one of those years where I was I was hyped for Donovan Wilson, man. He, um, I think it was twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, Donovan Wilson. Anytime he gets a chance, he he makes plays, and you're seeing it with the eighteen point one points per game, folks. I mean, that's that's uh, that's really impressive. Trevon Diggs, he's having another really good year, fifteen points per game. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, fourteen point six per uh, per game. His three-sack performance in week three, certainly inflating that number. But uh, that's how it goes, folks, and that's why you don't bench guys uh, like Demarcus Lawrence, who maybe start out slow. Dorrance Armstrong, he has 12.9 points per game this year. He's He has three sacks, so that's been a nice little surprise um, and much needed there in Dallas after losing Gregory. Um, LVE, he's averaging 10.5 a game. Dante Fowler, 9.9 with two sacks on the year. Are you watching the game? Did you just see that? <laughs> I missed it. I didn't see it, unfortunately. Okay, so the Colts killed like 80% of the clock on this drive. They kick a field goal in overtime. <clears throat> uh, Wilson gets the ball back, goes right down the field, fourth and one. They just got to kick a field goal. There's still two minutes and change left in the game. They can make them go three and out, get the ball back, win the game. Instead, they go for it on fourth and one, incomplete pass, Denver loses. <laughs> Oh, my God. Josh must be inside going crazy. <laughs> Go Coats. Wow, that's a, what an awful game. 12-9 to 9 overtime. Yeah, Good it's, Lord. It's it's all field goals. There were no touchdowns. We picked a good night to pod, Johnny. Yeah, I just thought you'd want to know that. Pretty good. Yeah, Jesus, man. Oh, my God. Why did this game have to take Josie Jewell from us? <laughs> But, folks, it does look like Alex Singleton is going to be a big deal. Um, so, right. I think he, he looks like he was racking up a ton of tackles. Every time I looked up the screen, it looked like Singleton was around the ball. So, he's going to be productive by default. Um, on the Ram side of the ball, Bobby Wagner averaging 14.6 points per game, playing 100% of the snaps this year. Just old, reliable, old, faithful. Jalen Ramsey, 14.3 points per game. Um, Aaron Donald, a little bit of a slow start, 13.5 points per game, but, it, you know, that's still DT1, folks. Um, D- 
Darion Kendrick, 11.3 points per game. I think he is filling in for Troy Hill. Um, Ernest Jones is 9.2 points per game. Nick Scott, he seems like the only healthy safety right now in, in uh, Los Angeles. Jordan Fuller is going to miss time with the hamstring, and Taylor Rapp is dealing with the rib injury. So um, Nick Scott is a fine option as like a DB 3-4. Leonard Floyd, slow start, 6.3. So you hope that he can get it, get it going at some point. Uh, anyone else here in, in, in this game for the Rams, Johnny? Uh, no, I mean, they've got some backup corners that, you know, you could plug in in deeper leagues, but not against Cooper rush. It doesn't, I, I don't think Dak's uh, playing this week. Um, Jerry Jones was saying he still can't grip the ball completely. And that's code for Cooper rush has won us three games in a row. So I'm going to sit the guy we paid a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Is there a, uh, quarterback controversy johnny there is actually um you know people with a brain should should you know know that there shouldn't be but uh the fans want cooper rush i (laughs) i kind of want cooper rush to be honest with you but for the simple reason that it forces us to be the team we should be it forces us to run and play defense and those are our strengths uh dak gets out there and he slings it around 40 50 times a game and we get the shit kicked out of us uh but when we are balanced and play action and rely on the defense and dominate time of possession we win games that is true man they let dak get out there and act like the guy is is like mahomes man they let him just sling it around way too much and yeah that's not that ain't the recipe i don't think for you guys no clearly not <laughs> Huh. So we'll see. Maybe they maybe maybe the thumb injury will affect Dak and he'll have to he'll have to hand it off more, hopefully. But Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll that's um you, you, the Rams, they're they're uh Super Bowl hangover, man. Yeah, they're ripe for the picking this week. I mean, Vegas has got them winning by what, five or something, five and a half there, but I don't know, man. This could be an upset in the making. Yeah, they don't look good. They look old and I don't know. They're just uh they don't have they don't have enough talent. Yeah, true that. Uh okay. Moving on to Sunday night. We got the Bengals and the Ravens. Boy, what a great Sunday night game, right? Every time these guys play, it's insane. It's always great. So uh this is gonna be awesome. Uh Ravens are favored by three over under a forty eight point five, so shootout in the making. Uh Bengals averaging the second most plays per game on offense with seventy two point five. Bengals O-line ranks 26th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 52 pressures in uh, 16 sacks. Yep, got it, on 185 pass snaps. Uh, Bengals, uh, Von Bell leading the way, 17.1 points per game. That is a bit inflated because of the two picks last week, but he's been solid. He has been solid this year, so don't worry about that. Sam Hubbard looking good, 13.0. B.J. Hill, 12.8. Trey Hendrickson, 12.8. Logan Wilson, 11.9. Pretty solid. Uh, Mike Hilton and Shadobia Wuzier, uh, 11.9, 11.2. Or excuse me, 11.2, 10.3. Jermaine Pratt, 10.3. Even though he only played, I think it was 66% of snaps last week, he still had nine tackles. That's what Uh, he does, dude. That's him. Yeah, he gets it done, man, even with, you know, not great playing time. Uh, and then Jesse Bates, 7.7. And this is, someone asked me about this the other day. They're like, what's up with Jesse Bates? How come he's not how he used to be? I don't have a, like a great answer for this. The only thing that's different is the Bengals don't suck anymore. Like 
you know, they actually have playmakers on both both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, the defense especially, right? Like back in the day, it was uh, Preston Brown, if anyone remembers that guy, and Jesse Bates, and they tackled everyone, and that was it. Yep. Yeah, and Logan Wilson's really good in front of him. He's really good at making picks. But yeah, I mean that's that's the that's always the rub with playing deep. You know the the production year to year can be up and down. That's why we kind of avoid guys like that for the most part. But it's worked out for him for the first three or four years. But yeah, that stuff can change quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So a little disappointing this year. Over on the Ravens, Marcus Williams, red hot, twenty point six points per game. Patrick Queen looking better, 14.8. Marlon Humphrey, always solid, 12.2. Justin Metabukaki, Metabuiki, (laughs) 11.8. Marcus Peters, 11.7. By the way, this is a great Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey week. That should be obvious, but just saying it out loud. Uh, Odafe Owe, 10 points a game. Uh, Cuck Clark, 8.3. Kyle Hamilton, 4.5. He, he's only playing, like, what, 30-something percent of snaps, though, per yep. week? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, we were hoping to see a lot more of Kyle Hamilton. Um, but Ravens are, uh, you know, those are that's a hard rotation to crack. I mean, those are those are two solid vets in front of them. Marcus Williams, though, man, I mean, is is he for real? Are you Are you buying into it? <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man, because you could never trust it on the Saints, right? He, he he would have weeks like this where he'd go nuts, but it was, you know, once a month. Uh, it's been like three times in one month <laughs> already, so yeah. I don't know. It's, what do you guys think? I mean, I guess. I mean, he hasn't been under 10 points yet. I mean, and he's had two monster weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of am buying into it. I mean, he's someone that, I mean, I think – do I want him as my safety one? Probably not, but I think, you know, safety two, I mean, if he's – I'm a believer. I think I think uh, this uh, this defense is, is well-suited for what he does, and, um, yeah, I'll, I like Marcus Williams. Uh, moving on to Monday night, another pretty fun game, Raiders oh, versus the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs are favored by seven, over under a 51, so we are obviously expecting some fireworks. Um, Chiefs giving up the most fancy points to linebackers. Just wanted to touch on, make that little point again. Uh, Raiders O-line ranks 22nd in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 45 pressures and 10 sacks on 171 pass snaps. The Chiefs O-line ranks 11th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 38 pressures and 5 sacks on 163 pass snaps. Um, Raiders... Max Crosby, 24.7. The pressure king, converting those pressures. Love to see it. Triple X, let's go. Nate Hobbs, a great uh, corner option for you this year. 15 points per game. Uh, Devon Diablo, 10.3 points per game. Averaging close to 10 tackles a game. But uh, we'll get to it. We got some. We got, we got a mess. We got a mess on our yeah. hands here in Las Vegas. Seriously. Uh, Jonathan Abram, 9.6 points per game. Chandler Jones, 4.8 points per game. So extremely slow start for Chandler. Still have to think that he gets it going. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still holding out hope. And teams were, in, in leagues where I'm shallow at defensive end, uh, you know, uh, or at edge, I am, I'm still going to roll out Chandler Jones just for the, just for the upside. Like, um, 
I, I have him in RSO, and like he going into the year, he was my defensive end one, and he's just stayed in. Like I, I, I know that it's uh, he's killing me right now, but again, I think that you know we're due for a big week. Um, that's what I keep telling myself, at least. What do you yeah. think, Johnny? Yeah, no, he's too good, and and he does stuff like this. Remember, he did this on the Cardinals a lot. He'd be quiet for a long time, and then he'd have like four sacks in one game. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Thank you for uh, making me feel a little better. Um, Pyramids, he suffered a concussion Sunday. Uh, And then, of course, the news, the Blake Martinez. (laughs) We want to get Blake Martinez in this mix now. So what about that? Are you interested in Blake Martinez? Are you interested in any linebacker on this team now? I still feel like Divine Diablo is solid. Um, I feel like he's going to be okay because I feel like he could – I mean, Macri can answer this better than I can, but in my brain, I feel like he can cover, so they'll leave him on the field and leave him in the starting lineup. Uh, Jam Brown, probably not. Uh, Perryman, absolutely not. Uh, Martinez, eh, who knows. Um, So I feel like the fight is for that other position, not for Divine Diablo's job. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Probably staying away, though, for the most part. I mean... Even Devon Diablo, I I am a little worried. He hasn't been grading very well, but um, we'll see. I guess. I mean, Blake Martinez has familiarity with that defensive coordinator. He was he was in Green Bay when Blake was there, so we'll see. It took him. It took Blake a while to find a find a gig, and he lands in a spot that really doesn't feel like a huge need. So yeah, right, it's a weird weird uh, signing, right? Like. <laughs> Weird, uh, weird all the way around because you know they the Giants made it sound like it was mutual on both ends, and I guess maybe they were just trying to protect Blake. Um, because yeah, the the didn't seem like the market was very hot for for old Martinez having to kind of settle in Las Vegas. But maybe maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe he ends up getting a larger role than than we're imagining. Um, but last team to talk about the Chiefs. Legereus Need, what a what a baller, man! Twenty and a half points per game. That's first among all corners. Just amazing, man. Uh, Nick Bolton, he's getting the snaps now. He's averaging sixteen and a half points per game. He's a top ten dynasty linebacker. Uh, Jalen Watson, he's averaging fifteen a game. He did have a monster week, so that's inflating that number a little bit. But seems like he's a fine option. Chris Jones. Ooh. 13.6 points per game. Everyone knows the story with him. Boomer bust. Uh, and then there's not a lot of other options. I mean, Juan Thornhill, he's averaging seven. Justin Reed's been really slow to start, six and a half points per game. Carl Loftus, he's he's putting up some pressures, but the production's not there, 6.1 points per game. And Frank Clark, I mean, he's still sucking it up, five points per game. He's, he's getting some snaps. Um but yeah, you, you can't trust that guy or, or really plug him into the lineup and and feel good about it. So, anyone else on uh, Kansas City that I'm leaving off, Johnny? No, no, I fell for the Marcel Harris thing in one place though. I was desperate. I needed someone, and uh, rug got pulled out from under me. So you know, lesson learned right there. There you go. That's that's. Uh... We need those lessons, folks. You gotta, you gotta learn the hard way. Sometimes you won't forget. Um, and speaking of not forgetting, I need to make sure we touch on some of these listener questions, Johnny. Yeah. Let me let me pull them up. So, 
This is from our friend Blake. Start Jeffrey Simmons at D-line or Adolfi Owe. Must start two defensive line. My other is Josh Allen, so obviously he's staying there. But Jeffrey Simmons or Adolfi Owe, Johnny? Oh, man. I Gut call is Simmons because I feel like he's due for a monster week. That's not scientific, though. Um, Owe is probably against the crappier offensive line. That's what science will tell you. My gut says Simmons, though, and if it were me, it would be Simmons. Dude, I'm pretty sure it's it's the it's the aren't they playing the Titans? Um, they, I'm sorry, the the Commanders. I mean, yes, correct. Yeah. Okay, so the Commanders have given up 17 sacks. <laughs> it is 100 percent Jeffrey Simmons this week. This could be a this could be a 30 burger, 40 burger for Simmons. <laughs> Adolfo Owe, though, I mean, be patient. He is he's he looks fine as far as pressures goes and. Um, those will the sacks will come. I, I I feel confident in that he is. I still think probably the 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 most promising piece on that um, on that Baltimore team outside of Kyle Hamilton. Um, but yeah, uh, Jeffrey Simmons is the obvious answer. It's a great matchup this week. Um, thank you for the question. Okay, so another one. Also, trade value wise, what would you look for? Defensive player-wise, in return for Kadarius Tony in a 10-team dynasty league. I was on the verge of dropping him, but have some guys trying to make trades because they still see the upside. I've had offers of 23-3rd, Christian Watson, or Fred Warner, but he already has Greenlaw. What do you think, Johnny? Do you like any of those deals? I kind of... Yeah, I'd, I'd take Fred Warner for that. I'd take the third, too, probably. Um, I'm not a Tony. I'm not a Tony believer, right? The the one game that sold everyone on Tony was a backup quarterback last year. Anyone remember that? That's right. It was Mike Gannon, wasn't it? Yeah, or, or Glennon. Glennon. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So it's not even the guy who's playing right now. That's true. And yeah, I mean, I'd probably do it for Christian Watson as well. I think I like Watson better. But I mean, does the um, does the Fred Warner, the fact that he has Greenlaw, does that scare you at all? No, no, and it's dynasty. It's dynasty, right? Yeah. So even if it's not this year, I'd rather have Fred Warner for the future. Yeah, for sure. Those are two really nice linebackers to have, I think, for dynasty. And and you know they just signed Greenlaw to a nice little two year deal, and he's been he's been playing well. So um, yeah, I'd probably do all those trades, honestly. I think the yep. twenty the twenty three thirds the lightest of the bunch. I'd rather do the Christian Watson or the Fred Warner one. Um, yep. But thank you for the question. So see, we have another one from Zanman. One of my league only has two IDP spots. One is LB Edge Flex, and the other is Safety or Cornerback Flex. I've got Parsons in the one spot. Love to see it. What are your thoughts on starting Legereus Sneed in the other over Buda Baker this week? Sneed has yeah. always gotten tackles, but and now he's blitzing like he's twenty twenty small Adam. Yeah, I mean Legereus Sneed should be yeah. a yep. he's a he's a top he's a top five defensive back option for you. Doesn't oh, I mean yeah. doesn't doesn't matter. Yep, and the, and Buda's role has changed. It's not the old Buda, right? That's yep. Jalen Thompson now. Yeah, I mean, Legereus Need is is doubling up Buda Baker in points per game right now. So Legereus Need is the obvious start until he cools down. But yep, man, thank you very much, Legereus Need. Thank you very much, Zanman, for that question. Those are all the questions we got. So 
Um, oh, I, I got one for you. So where do you put DK Metcalf in big dump premium rankings? Oh, man, he's up there. He's up there now. He's, I mean, he's moved. You definitely want him, I think, over. You want him Is, over Lamar, I think, now. Ooh, I was just going to say, do you want him over Lamar? Because he took a cart to go take a crap. And and Lamar just kind of duck waddled off, off the field. Yeah. And did Lamar come out and admit it? Immediately, like I like the way DK just met it head on and, and yep. was uh, laughing about, it. and you know, it said he said uh, said that he wasn't going to be able to do the clinch walk. That was a tweet that he did. <laughs> yep, just very good. I love it. I love it, DK. I love that he was able to lean into it and uh, saw the humor in it. But yeah, DK. I mean, the ceiling is the roof and big dump premium. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we got a good hour and a half in this, Johnny. So well done, my friend. Would you mind telling the people where they can find your work and what you got going on? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'm writing uh, corner stream stuff for IDPGuys.org. That comes out every Friday. And then I have a commercial delivery vehicle that I do with Gary uh, every Thursday for uh, the IDP Pros podcast on the SGPN network. I kid. I kid. There are a lot of commercials, though. <laughs> so everyone, make sure you're checking out that stuff. Johnny is one of the best in the biz. It's always a pleasure chopping it up with you, brother. I love getting together and and uh, and doing this, man. Yeah. Hey, it's always a good time, man. I, I love it. We always have uh, a solid, fun experience. Good luck, everyone, this week. I hope you guys win your matchups. Absolutely. If you guys need anything, feel free to reach out on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Adam IDP. You can reach out to at the IDP show. We will be coming back next week with the, uh, with the week five recap, probably maybe Sunday night, definitely Monday, I think at the latest. So we will talk to you guys soon again. Good luck. We love you. Take care.